0: Welcome to the Voice of Retail. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc. This podcast is brought to you in conjunction with Retail Council of Canada. In this episode, I sit down with friend and fellow Top 100 Global Retail Influencer, Carl Boutet to talk about resilience and relevance in retail. Carl calls on his depth of experience and research to flesh out the transformations that retail has undergone in the pandemic and the reality of a 50-50 online digital retail landscape. As a consultant, speaker, and educator in the retail space, Carl is now channeling his expertise into a book, it's called the Great Acceleration: the race to retail relevance.
1: So, so I mean, the, the catchy title is the Great Acceleration, but the subtitle is probably more important. And and the book is actually the beginning uh, of something. It's not a, it's not a static endeavor. What it's really, uh, it really does is it's launching a subscription service that is the race to re- the race to relevance. And and that, that what that subscription is going to do is we're going to sort of take the concepts from the book. Uh, there's a whole section I didn't mention also on the data points where we're tracking 12 and we'll be adding during the subscription, uh, you know, more than 12 markets and their, their e-commerce adoption rates and, and, and how that is even broadening out. And... Let's listen in now.
0: Carl, welcome back to the Voice of Retail podcast. How are you, my friend?
1: I am well. Thanks for having me back. Feels like home.
0: Well, it's great to uh, chat with you. Uh, last time I think you and I saw each other in person... I'm tracking I think it was the Montreal DTL event in uh, in Montreal uh in late uh, 2019 before that was store you me and uh, Steve Dr. Dennis, Dennis. Were, yeah Steve Dennis were sitting together and, and chitting and chatting and and a uh, lots a few things have happened since then since both of those events and two or three lots going on in your life I'm I'm happy you're still standing it must have been a heck of a week for you and a heck of a kind of run up so let's let's listen let's just jump right in For the benefit of the listeners that may not have heard our uh, interactions in multiple places and and may not know as much about you as they need to, tell me about yourself and uh, who you are, what you do for a living and and a bit of your your journey.
1: Yeah, which is also evolving all the time or accelerating, I guess is probably the better term in Mm -hmm. in this past year. Um, So my time is sort of split three ways right now. Uh, A third is is consulting, doing sort of mostly advisory work related to -to go-to-market strategy, for uh retailers and the ecosystem that supports them so you can think technology providers in there and, and whatnot mm-hmm. the other third is is speaking which you know which now includes doing a lot of this being on different virtual stages especially in, over the last year and the last third and the one that's grown the most or really came to in a lot is since last summer is teaching so i'm uh I'm teaching at the executive education, uh, or sorry, the executive institute, uh, at McGill, uh, mm-hmm. where I teach marketing. And I will be, and this is sort of a, a new, uh, a new thing, uh, that I'll be announcing officially in coming days, but I'll be t- in June teaching, uh, the MBA, uh, marketing at the MBA at the Asian Institute of Technology based in Bangkok. Wow,
0: wow, that's exciting. I don't know, I wanted to get into some of your travels. Uh you made it over to uh to Asia just mm-hmm. prior to uh the pandemic. I Yeah, this this really... teaching
1: opportunity is actually directly mm. related to that. So yeah, I you know, I was in, I was actually in Bangkok. And then Shanghai um, in January 2020. So just, uh, I was getting on a plane January 16th, 2020 with this uh, tsunami behind me without even knowing (laughs) that it was there. Mm -hmm. But uh, I I sure, you know, it sure changed a lot in the ways that I, the way I dealt and and, and, and basically even came up with uh, the narrative for this book that we're, I'm sure, going to talk about in a couple of minutes. But uh, yeah, Yeah. so travels uh, once upon a time that we're hopefully uh, looking like, you know, maybe we can they start thinking again about doing those before the year's uh, the year's up
0: yeah it's looking positive i was looking i was tracking uh, I, I do a live stream with retail council Canada every week and part of it i track for the members you know the, the progression of the vaccines because back in mm-hmm. you know back in late last year i said listen this is all going to come down to a race between the vaccines and the variants mm-hmm. uh, and i think we're going to actually get past the u.s at least in terms of percentage of population with the first shot so you know th- things things are looking up i mean we can see the i often say we can see the end zone the goalposts keep moving on a day-to-day basis things yeah. are lightening up where you are in montreal starting we might open up we, we're still in lockdown here might in toronto but uh, by the time this goes to air i think uh, that'll be open now you and i first met speaking of retail council canada connected to them you were um overseeing a buying group for furniture retailers at the time right
1: yeah if i remember yeah, well, if that. i was uh Played a couple of different roles with them mm. first. Uh, it was not their furniture, ho, uh, a, a home appliance, electronics. They were in a couple of different verticals, but uh, yeah, uh, the mega group, which uh, right, a Canadian right. yep. group doing really well right now and uh, still, still close to several, uh, Keep people there, and uh, yeah, so that was, I guess, how we met. And I brought them on board uh, to the Retail Council of Canada, and that's probably in that context that we uh, we first met. But yeah, absolutely. yeah, right on. It was, it was a good way. Of, it was sort of a nice counterbalance mm-hmm. to having worked with Costco for uh, for a decade, and then get really close to the independence. So it sort sure of gave me two uh, two sides of uh, two extremes, I guess, of, <laughs> of 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 the retail business model
0: yeah no kidding now talk a little bit about because you and i've talked about you've talked about some of this education work that you do mm-hmm. um are you connected uh with the mcgill and their uh, bensadoon school of retail management as, as well i yeah, think you've introduced so, me.
1: so i guess now <clears throat> sorry so now mm-hmm. i think you could consider him more as an ambassador because mm-hmm. uh the the story goes the day uh, may 2017 press release comes out that uh, mr b uh, also known as mr bensadoon mm-hmm. uh, made a substantial gift to mcgill to launch. A retail um uh, management uh, school and uh and so so in there there was talk of a, a lab which was a project that i'd been uh, promoting for a while to do to a retail innovation lab in in montreal so the day after that press release i was in the uh, director the academic director's office who i'd never met before but uh, just reached out and said listen i think i could probably help you with that Uh, at least I've been tracking the space uh, for quite Mm -hmm. some time and and can share some best practices and, and connect connect you to industry actually i think the first person i connected Saibal with was uh was diane mm-hmm. so, uh, Dian Dian so Bois,
0: yeah from so, so
1: that was you know one of the first things because I, uh, I, I typical with you know the academic world is sort of uh, they have their industry contacts but they might not be as far reaching so mm-hmm. i uh, so i started off actually as an ambassador and then worked closely with the school as we prepared to uh put the lab in place and uh and so i was a contract with them for a couple of years mm. mostly on that side and they uh and now the lab is open uh, it's a, a really exciting space that was uh, that's in partnership with kushta which right. uh, circle k yeah which is the first fully automated checkout uh, um, experience in canada and just on the heels of of their Arizona store, but they, it was te- it was actually supposed to be the first, but because of the pandemic and some technical glitches provoked by the pandemic, it ended mm. up being the second one. Uh, and and, and uh, it's a
0: fully shoppable store, right? I mean, we yeah. we, you, we call it, you call it a lab, we call it a lab, uh, but it's a it's it's a really live living lab yeah, on yeah, main right. street yeah. in montreal right
1: so so 50 percent of it would be indistinguishable from uh, uh any other circle k just like a nice new one with all the latest in terms of organizing mm-hmm. and, and product mix and all that um, but there's a, there's a significant part of it that's a really uh a fully automated uh, space which you you the, similar to what we've seen with amazon go i guess uh, it would be the, the first comparison. To, um, although I consider this one, I think, more, more evolved, but it's the idea where you, you need an app basically to access the space and, and you, you pick through, you know, you pick whatever you want and you walk in. It has, and you have that sort of walkout experience as well. Right. So you can, you don't have to use that portion. You can just go through the traditional space. But the reason why we insist on, on calling it a lab is because it is on, on university ground and its primary purpose is research, Um, so it's made very clear that the people that are entering the space are, although their privacy is protected and there's Mm -hmm. no uh, personally identifiable information being tracked, it's still uh, for research purposes, but it is a fully functioning operational uh, Circle K, you know, or Yeah, Such
0: such a great idea. I ran one of those for um, Hudson's Bay, a store of the future, where we picked a store Mm -hmm. and we just, you know, put all the newest technology in, and um you know wanted to kind of once it got yeah, past the then, duct tape stage you know
1: to, to be honest michael, michael this is actually a lot bigger you know i think we're more ambitious than mm. what i thought because the, the the lab idea and i ended up doing it uh, uh shortly well this past year during the pandemic with trying with shop local initiatives where we opened these spaces uh not quite as ambitious because this the, the mcgill one has the resources and and the um the, the time frame to really do something long and really, uh, substantial with, with the depth that academics bring. Right. Uh, whereas, so I, but my idea was to do something more like that story of the future, bring in all sorts of cool new technologies, very iterative, a lot of, you know, fast moving, changing concepts, something like story that you've, you know, you've, mm-hmm. you're familiar with and that sort of a blend of, of those, of those dynamics, um, which I, with uh, the Quebec Center uh, for Commercial Innovation we did last uh, summer. Now that we just opened a third one in Montreal, and that's another project that I'm now an mm-hmm. ambassador for. But uh, those are those are really to promote sort of the startups that are that are developing the new technologies at the same time as connecting, bringing in the by local brands and, and allowing those two to. To merge, which is not something that would have been possible at McGill. So McGill is much longer. Uh, They're they're not going to be turning over the concepts in, in months like like we've been doing. Uh, this is a long-term, subs- substantial investment. That's really going to be fascinating to see how it how yeah. it plays out. While the, you know, I think it's a nice counterbalance to what we're doing with the innovation center, which is called Ashton uh, CC, or uh, means buy buy more here, which is a true buy local initiative that promotes yeah. both the local technologies and the local products. So.
0: And Quebec is a real leader in that space. Uh, I you know, I read in the news last week some funding from the city of Montreal to uh mm-hmm. I, don't know if I, I don't know if I'd call it a competitor to Uber, but somehow to pull together something that enables the restaurants to do their business but not pay exactly the same fees. And then and then Panay Bleu, which yeah. is um that really is kind of a, a, chef, a yeah. Amazing initiative, uh, Sylvain Prudhomme. I think is is chairing that. Yeah, well, Sylvain in, in LA. LA, who
1: was a big part of the, yeah. the retail council as well, Benzema, yep. who's the GM of that. And I'm I'm involved in uh, their technology councils and co- yeah. So yeah, very really. Uh, that's been and that actually was part of our innovation center. The the buy local products. Uh, the platform for that came from Pena Bleu. Uh, so yeah, a lot of moving, good moving things. We work also with the ICTC, which is federal, and 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 the third sort of piece of that of that project is um, training tomorrow's leaders. So we hire we have up to fifty interns right now yep. uh, that are being ah. trained in, in intelligent commerce. To, so so promoting the use of these uh, these new technologies to local businesses to make sure that they remain uh, relevant and resilient. Competitive, uh, another you big, know. Big theme of mine. Uh, so, and
0: leveling so, the playing field, right? I mean, that's the wonderful exactly. thing about these technologies is, is you know, that it doesn't solve all the problems by any means. But, you know, no. you and I have got a long history in this space. You know, when I launched Hudson's Bay, it was a million dollars to take a credit card online. Those days are gone. Other, other issues (laughs) happen. Right,
1: right. Crazy, right?
0: Right. It's like, it's almost like the tyranny of choice, right? You've got so many choices. I think it's kind of like, you know our kids who, when you and I were growing up, finding information was the hard part. Now it seems to be sorting through the right information. It feels that way from a technology perspective too, right? Well,
1: not yeah at all. For Any sort of consumption mm-hmm. level perspective, that's what that's where the challenge has become. And, yeah. and the, this project was meant to to sort of de-risk that. So the idea is we created a toolbox. We have right now, you know, close to thirty solutions in there. They've all been pre-filtered for the to be relevant for for small business, i.e., affordable. Uh, not just in price but in time investment and resources so that they don't mm. need, they don't need an it team to integrate uh an, an appointment booking tool or a, a, a quick ship solution or an sms marketing mm. uh, you know or whatever is, or so. whatever
0: some appointments yeah, curbside, yeah all, all, these all these tools that are yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: and that was really the in-life shopping being a big one too I think we've talked about that mm. in other episodes, mm-hmm. but uh The idea was you know what i what I told us we have we have montreal Laval and and west of the montreal uh, area Audray, uh, uh, Dorian, and Soulange that are part of it and what we tell the teams there is you know a, a retailer retailers come and go right and obviously during the pandemic it's been that uh, it's been not that much more stressful, mm-hmm. but what this project is trying to do is we don't want them to go. Because, or closed because they weren't aware that these solutions existed. They, right. you know, I wouldn't want right. them. I wouldn't want them a couple of months later go. Oh, if only we had had.
0: If only we had we, known. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: As yeah, yeah. you said, the information is there, but it's over. It's overwhelming, yeah, it's overwhelming and they overwhelming. see it and they think it's only for the Apple Store and for Best Buy and and for Canadian Tire. Uh, but no these to your point earlier about credit card uh, integrating you know the same way that now you can get you can get stripe to take a credit card payments very easily you can you can take uh, booksy or to, to to book appointments or you can use heyday to do to, to, to automate your chatbots all, all these fun things that are happening and we've got 30 of those in the box in the toolbox that are we're destined for uh, for 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 these small businesses the challenge for us is you know making sure they, they they at least are aware that we're there, and yeah. then we have the cities that are promoting their projects, their programs along the way to help finance some of this and, and support their local. Which has been the big, the big one of the big shifts of the last year is. The intensity of interest by the municipal partner something we've mm-hmm. never seen before because they they realize the impact the pandemic's having on their high streets mm-hmm. or their main streets and uh, and they know that the, that that contributes to the quality of living in their in their respective communities and they need to support it and this was sort of one way of doing that.
0: You know, if we come out of this pandemic with anything positive, it's it's I think you're right. There's a couple of things I can think of. One of which is if you weren't connecting as a municipal leader, the main street retail to the the viability of your cities you certainly are now i mean uh you appreciate something sometimes when it's gone like if you're you know if you're thinking of passing more of these ridiculous uh tax burdens on small business with you know I'm going to tax you as if there is a condo on that place. Uh, you know, I think maybe that maybe there's anyway. So listen, there's, there's lots of li- yeah. There's lessons. a lot.
1: It's not, not a week yeah. goes by and yeah. we're not pulled into one of those conversations. and, yeah. and you're they, they recognize just you know fiscally the impact this is having, and now they're trying to figure out beyond that, you know, not just the mm. financial side, but the the bigger picture quality of life, and, right. and, and and so yeah, that's that's it is it is one of there's there are several several silver linings I think from this pandemic that we're. We're going to come back and appreciate uh, once yeah. we sort of get our, our head out of the water, but uh, we're, we're, still, we're still in we're still in it. So
0: yeah, it's, a, it's a, well. The one thing I appreciate, and let's get on to it. You've you've been busy writing and chronicling and talking to people. Tell us all about your latest big initiative, your latest venture, the book, and and you know why'd you write it? What's it called? What's it about? How you approached it? A lot of questions. So
1: yeah, yeah, and there's a there's a lot to unpack. So so I mean, I still even struggle calling it a book, although there is a book that's a part of it. But uh, so the the, the title—it's been a five-year ongoing project that I'm doing, which I'm sure you are, and many others. So anybody who's interested in in, in sort of. Uh, voicing, uh, mm-hmm. their, 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 their position and, and books are sort of a static endeavor. So I'm, I was always trying to figure out how to do it, but, um, so the book that that would released, uh, May 19th. So just a couple of days ago, uh, is the great acceleration, the race to retail resilience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been nice. I call it a five-year endeavor because I, uh, well, around, around five years ago, I was having my uh, MBA reunion dinner, which I think was our, our 10 year, reunion dinner and i spent the dinner sitting next to my my favorite uh strategy prof doug reed from mm. Qu- i was at queen's you know we were actually in toronto for this dinner i think too many more people from queens <laughs> live in toronto than anywhere else so yeah, yeah. um and we just spent the whole night uh talking just about business strategy in general and dynamics it was a fascinating conversation yeah we, we touched on retail a bit too but beyond that and he just said uh, toward it, when it was time to leave he got up he goes you know what carl you you've got a book in you Hmm. And I'd never even heard that term before, so I was, hmm. I was sort of rattled by it. But uh, but it sort of I guess it set off a light. It's like, hmm, what do I want to talk about? You know, where hmm. where do I want to bring this? And and you know, I'm pretty good at I think sharing paragraph size insights, especially on LinkedIn and these sort of things. But. Yeah. Uh so then how do I start tying that all together? And what I was thinking about writing a couple of years ago I was inspired by Barbara Kahn's uh shopping revolution book and the framework she'd built around uh
0: mm-hmm.
1: at a Wharton, uh She said Profit Warden, right? Yeah, she's exactly. Prophet Wharton. She was director of the Baker School at that time too, uh, retailing at Wharton. So, so, so uh, I really, really kind of was getting really interested in in the whole notion of relevance and what makes, what makes a a brand or a retailer or or any kind of, venture um, uh, relevant to a consumer. And so I was researching that more and more and paying close attention. I was like, well, maybe, you know, I know, starting to think about a book on, on, on based on that. And I built out this index, which is in the Great Acceleration as well to, to sort of went a step further to based on, on, on Professor Khan's work, but sort of just changed a couple of, a bit of the terminology around that I, that aligned more with the way I, I, I saw Uh, the dynamic unfolding. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, January 2020 or, you know, through 2019 and then January 2020, I wrote a piece for um, Retail Insider, our our friend uh, Greg's publication, uh, thinking, going back, saying the last day, you know, the biggest trend of the previous decade was uh, direct-to-consumer and that the biggest trend of the upcoming decade would be sustainability and that basically anybody, you know, any brand today that was really making a conscious, invested effort in differentiating um, based on sustainability was going to be able to drive economic value from that and that five years from now would sort of be table stakes and 10 years from now if you weren't doing it you would be heavily penalized you know your 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 economic margins would be would be really uh, reduced because you would be seen as you know quite detrimental in the end. yeah yeah uh so that was going to be the that was where the book was going and there's a part called the sustainability flywheel in the mm-hmm. book that sort of which i was uh really um you know i won't say surprised but happy to to hear come out very quickly in the interviews i did for the book so there was about a uh, did about a dozen interviews uh of which uh eight of the eight, eight of them i highlighted uh, directly in, in their own chapters mm-hmm. uh with, with illustrations and everything else so um so the word sustainability was always coming back without me you know, well me having a question, yeah, yeah. without me saying, "So, what do you think about sustainability?" Right. The, con- the conversation quickly would turn to sustainability, which was mm. really encouraging.
0: Well, and and it feels like uh, sustainability took a backseat. I want to get back to that, but uh, okay. So, this tell me about the format of this book because you you've done a lot of interviews around it. Is it is it you writing your your Strategic thoughts. Is there a mix of interviews that that yeah, augmented? So, how did so, how did it come together for
1: you? Yeah, well, and it is it's sort of a stream of consciousness, I guess, in in, in different ways. So it is the idea you could you could see that it was sort of three books in one so the relevance piece so there's a there's the relevant the relevance index that i unpacked there's the sustainability flywheel that this notion that you uh, you need to start with planet and you know and it, that which which is going to allow you to, to attract better stakeholders employees customers and all that and suppliers and then and then that will lead to profit so that was that was the sustainability flywheels the three p's or the b corp philosophy for those that are familiar with that yeah um that piece so and then there's these uh, these eight interviews uh, that uh, I conducted with people like, well, you know, Scott Galloway quite well. Yeah. So Scott, Scott, uh, I caught Scott on the day on the day that the GameStop revolution happened. So he was, uh, yeah, it was a pretty interesting interview. Very focused, sort of on the societal uh, impacts of the acceleration. Yeah. And then, uh, then you know, I go from and he, he
0: worries about uh, you know, I listen to him on on multiple podcasts. Uh, yeah. I haven't had the chance to speak to him personally other than you and i were on the, the same camera with him so to speak at steve's first launch but yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he worries about this bifurcation um so to speak as steve would say that the you know the, the schism in society right the the, yeah. the the winners and the losers this yeah, kind of binary
1: dispersion but exactly yeah, so he yeah. talks about how the winner yeah the k-shaped recovery the, the he has a lot of concerns and it was actually in that on that on camera that I first introduced the great acceleration was at that right. launch. That's and right. And the first time when he was saying the word, he was using the word acceleration, yeah. not just him, everybody was talking about, and that's why the great acceleration, the con, the name comes mm-hmm. from the idea that we went through the great recession and before the long time, before the great, Great yeah. depression and so maybe an optimistic way at least to look back uh, on on what we've got, we're going through we've gone through will be the great acceleration that's 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 the narrative that I, yeah, where that comes from and now I I actually proposed that that exact um, framing to Scott mm-hmm. on on that on that book launch and and he agreed and, and yeah. lo and behold, the first chapter of his books called the great acceleration, which is so, but it's uh yeah. So Scott's there. We have, uh, I have amazing, like, I, I think the rest are probably less commonly known with people that I, uh, I, I reach out to and, mm-hmm. and done different projects with that i find very, really insightful that are more more on the operation side so isabel blondet who who runs the uh sort of new store concept for decathlon around the world and she's part mm-hmm. of their 2030 strategic uh group you know the largest sporting goods retailer in the world which surprises yep. a lot of people in north america but if you're from europe yep. you're already quite familiar and pretty much anywhere else in the world quite honestly but if you what what i think decathlon? what are they up to
0: I think their ambitions are to get to ten stores in Canada, but I think they're at four or five. But they started in Quebec, right? And start start yeah. where you yeah. start where you're yeah, close close to home, next, so to speak, right?
1: Exactly, and yeah, so they and they they're growing like crazy right now, and, mm-hmm. and through the U.S. as well. Um, they've been in Latin America, so they're, so they're so they're, so her vision, and she, you know, there's a lot of conversation around sustainability with her as well, because they they're they're a whole core purposes are on healthy living. So they, they can't, you know, this, they realize they can't dis, disassociate uh, active lifestyle with healthy lifestyle with healthy living, which means, you know, mm. sustainable uh, living as well. Um, and then, so people like that, people like uh, Vibu Norby, who you probably know from beta and mm-hmm. he, how he's pivoting right now is one of the most innovative business models I've seen, uh, in, in, retail of the last decade where he wasn't really selling anything other than sort of the engagement data back to the brands that were, 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 were in his space. Yeah. Uh, now he's going really hard on, on the whole live shopping thing actually. And then, um, i have uh, the head of uh, uh, one of the innovation leads for h and m who runs the whole sustainability agenda for h and m obviously we that and that he contributed a lot uh, to the 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 chapter on the flywheel, which I had my friend um, uh, Molly vade from london uh, help me write because she 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 writes about this full time more mm-hmm. more so on the fashion side um, of sustainability and more on the environmental piece but as social as well. So and and so like things like that. People that you probably haven't, apart from Scott, the others you if you've heard of them, maybe because I've shared some other things with them, or you're you're close to
0: industry thought leaders, deep industry yeah. thought leaders. No, they're not just
1: thought, they're not just thought leaders; they're operators, the right? Doers, not, yeah, work, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're working they're working day to day in these in, in the environments. They know the realities. Uh, they're entrepreneurs. They're executives. Um, so, yeah, a lot of fascinating people. A friend of mine in India who was VP of the largest retail group there, who just started his own uh, mm. his own endeavor too. So, so you know, I'm really. I think my next book is going to be around India and in, in emerging markets how those mm. are impacted by the acceleration because they were clearly. Uh, you know, this is. I think this is sort of the Alibaba moment for a lot of these markets. Mm. Uh, after SARS, what SARS, did for Alibaba in China. I think we're seeing right. that uh, around the world too. So we talked about that very briefly in yeah. in, in Steve's latest book launch. But that that's something I'm particularly interested in, and one of the reasons why I wanted to teach at the Asian Institute uh, of Technology because it was going to bring me closer to that too.
0: What uh, couple of things would you would you like people to take away with them or from? your book that, that you think so, you want, you want it, it to stick with, you know, it closed the yeah. last page. I read the last page. Yep. What do you want them yeah. to take away?
1: So, so, I mean, the, the catchy title is the great acceleration, but the subtitle is probably more important. And and the book is actually the beginning uh, of something. It's not a, it's not a static endeavor. What it's really uh, does is it's launching a subscription service that is the race to re- the race to relevance. And, and that, that what that subscription is going to do is we're going to sort of take the concepts from the book uh there's a whole section I didn't mention also on the data points where we're tracking 12 and we'll be adding during the subscription uh you know more than 12 markets and their their e-commerce adoption rates and 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 how that is even broadening out and, and those, what are we defining as e-commerce but the the core tenet where we really the what the race to resilience is, and what I speak mostly about in the book, and how sustainability and the relevance index and all this come together, is this notion that I'm we're going to a fifty fifty world. Or we we're, or at least I want to I want to support and 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 be there for organizations that are preparing for a fifty fifty world. No, of no, but unpack
0: that phys- for me. What, is, what do you mean? Yeah, by 50/50 so fifty fifty
1: physical digital. Uh, where basically the difference doesn't really matter as much as it does right now. You know, you and I come from places where we worked in initiatives that, you know, they were very siloed, uh, to use our friend Steve's uh, thing, where mm-hmm. or or the silos would now belong on farms. Right. But uh, um, so the – so, you know, so how – Right now, we're like an, we're in we're at an eighty twenty we pushed up maybe mm. to an eighty twenty five at a seventy five twenty five we went yeah. as high as seventy thirty during the pandemic, but we're clearly headed to a fifty fifty world where things will be as physical as they are digital, mm. and the differences are gonna matter less and less, and if anything they're just gonna uh improve the outcome of of, of the other so mm. uh so the idea is do you do you
0: worry would, in a do you you know getting back to your first our first part of the discussion, do you worry about small main street entrepreneurs in a fifty fifty world?
1: Not really. Cause for the exact same reason you just t- we said, you know, that they can, they can now integrate e-commerce payment for next to nothing in there. I mean, it takes, it takes the wherewithal and the motivation mm. and, the, and the mindset to do it. Yeah. And that I, yeah, I am worried about s- some of those. Um, I'm, uh, also wor- I'm also
0: worried about the, the, the big platforms that they need to use.
1: Mm-hmm. To get oh, yeah. their
0: message out. I mean, they yeah, really yeah, become yeah. like utilities. I mean, you can't, you can't out. It's very hard to be more clever on Facebook, to be more clever with your ad. Words. 100%. Then, yes. You know?
1: 100%. But I, I think we're going to see as we head to this 50 50, and, and you're right to point that out because they're the ones that are stepping on the gas and that's what mm-hmm. i think when we're saying we're heading to a 50 50 world it's not just because the consumer is heading there it's because the most the most the most well capitalized corporations in the world are pushing us towards that so if yeah. you look at you know look at a, the the highest value caps in in the world you know out of 10 you'll see that eight of them are, are technology companies that are whose whose business model is predicated on on just getting more and more data yeah. uh, and makes it you know more and more difficult for the small to compete it directly against that but there are countering measures look at our, our i think a perfect example is shopify you know how there's there's, there's going to be the ying and the yang i think more and yeah. more or uh, google is you know is interesting because they're sort of the behemoth but there's they seem to be trying to play play against uh, the amazon and, and, yeah. and, and making it easier for I, I worry that they,
0: they i worry these guys act more as enablers than traffic drivers they they play a wonderful role in the ecosystem but ultimately
1: i agree I, I'm, I'm actually more concerned. I'm less mm. concerned about them, but you're right to point it out because, especially for uh, for discovery, uh, you were more and more dependent on those platforms, right. and it's getting. Right. And it used to be sort of the secret sauce, and how a lot of c got started was. Just knowing how to game the system, That's and you great. can't game them anymore. No. I'm more concerned at the other end. I'm more so. I talk about discovery to delivery. Uh, you know, and how, how each piece of that gets uh, mm. is is impacted by by this going to this fifty fifty world. Mm-hmm. But the 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 delivery piece is the one because it's hard. And I, even the biggest players are sort of outsourcing that. And and you know, yeah, my, my my little yes. uh, uh, play on the word Instamart with Instacart. I mean, you know, it's just a, it's just a switch away. To, if we're just you know from a, a C to an M, uh, and next yeah. thing you know, you're you've been feeding you know who's becomes your largest competitor. And I have no idea if they're going to do it or not. If I was their shareholder, I would think they should. But
0: well, w- well, when not if you become our prime minister, um, please. Uh, put all the resources you can into Canada post because I think the, 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 if I was to do, if I had a magic wand and I could wave anything to happen for our indie main street, vibrant retailers, it's got to be, Canada Post.
1: Post yeah and they i mean there's I work a lot with Canada Post especially this past year, and they're a chief operating officer who I knew when he was in Singapore uh, running DHL's e-coms. Uh i mean they have they have charles they have brewer they have they have an amazing team they're putting a lot of resources and yeah. trying to I mean, it's a complicated situation, but they're doing, you know, small, medium, large size. They're trying to do everything they can. You probably know people like Melanie Bellin here in Quebec. Sure. I mean, you know, they're knocking on all the doors. They're super present. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a good point. I think they've got to have
0: support, though, right? Mark, I you know, mean, We think
1: about Mark Smith, our friend Mark, you know, and they've been very progressive. It's just, but they need the support. And, and it's, a, it's a tough business, you know, pivoting from a business model that relied on stamps and envelopes to go to this you know well, you know it's
0: and, political will right i think they need they, they need and this is why I, I want you to take this on when you're prime minister is 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 the political will to get them build five warehouses at the speed that amazon does it yeah
1: yeah well that's right? and that's it's, and that's what know. that's what charles that's one of my data points and even bringing up in the book that charles shared in one of the candidate post events they hit 2029 uh volume in may yeah. you know that was one of the big uh, you know and, the great acceleration it was sort of a a portal into the future where you sort of opened up this time machine and you saw yeah. 10 years forward. And that was one of the data points that I, I used to justify why I use that analogy. Cause, cause Charles would tell you that they were, they saw peak uh, parcel volumes that they were Very anticipating big. for 2029. 20, yeah. Cyber so Monday. Now, they're, every now, day, now yeah. they're playing catch up. So. Yeah.
0: Well, and they're, uh, yeah, it's like cyber Monday every day. Well, listen, we're coming up on our, on our time. And um, the book is the great acceleration, the, race to retail resilience. Now, where can people get their hands on, uh, on this great tomb yeah. of wisdom?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's ever evolving and iterative tomb of wisdom. That's going to Sort of this yeah, sort kind of the yeah, subscription yeah. service is available on my website. Uh, mm-hmm. I decided consciously to to sort of forego the the other platforms because I want this to really be uh, a two way conversation. So they can download the PDF uh, for twelve ninety nine from StudioRX.ca. StudioRX.ca is my website. They can find me on LinkedIn quite easily as well. Uh, and I can point them in the right direction. Uh, and and if they if they're really into physical copies and they're really into wanting to to understand all this and have probably an expense account to back it up, I have what uh, what I'm calling the VIP experience, which gets you a copy of the physical book. Uh, gives you one hour of my time, uh, gives you the ebook, gives you three months of the subscription for 249, uh, which, uh, which is sort of my, my way of doing a physical book is saying there's, there's mm. a, there's a catch to it, right? And there's only a hundred of them. So if you, you're going to be one of the hundred owners of my physical book mm. and you'll have, you'll have an hour of my time to thank you in return for that.
0: Well, thank you for a half hour of your time. I feel like I should <laughs> I should stroke you a big check uh, just for thanks for sharing your wisdom.
1: Well just just support me in my prime ministership, and we'll be we'll be okay. <laughs> you got my
0: vote, my friend. You got my vote. <laughs> uh, listen, well, thanks, Carl, for joining me, in, and and uh, we'll we'll get back in touch a bit later in the year and see how things evolve as as we uh, as we get to back to whatever the new normal looks like. Congratulations on your success. I barely have time to read books, let alone to write them. So
1: well, that's why it's going to be a subscription. I think are going to be easier, <laughs> yeah. easier to keep. Up. Easier to Thank consume. you so much, Michael. I always really appreciate your support. You're always there, and it means a lot to me. So I'm very grateful.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Voice of Retail. Be sure and follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy podcasts so you don't miss out on the latest episodes, industry news, and insights. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a rating review as it really helps us grow so that we continue to get amazing guests onto the show. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc, president of Emmy LeBlanc Company, Inc., And if you're looking for more content or want to chat, follow me on LinkedIn or visit my website at meleblanc.co. Until next time, stay safe. Have a great week.